We talked about the different types of fiber in our last episode, and in our celebration of National Heart Month, we're moving on to discuss whole grains. The situation with whole grains is similar to fiber. We know they're good, but we just don't eat enough. Welcome to the Nutrition Tidbits podcast. This is Gloria Sang, editor in chief for HealthCastle.com. Joining me today is Lorna Sass. Her latest cookbook is called Whole Grains for Busy People. She's here today to tell us tidbits about whole grains that every home cook should know about. Thank you for joining me, Lorna. My pleasure. Now, Healthcastle readers often tell us they can't tell what's 100% whole grains. Well, no surprise. Some labels are just hard to understand. Tell us some of the common misleading phrases found on food labels. Well, seven grain, multigrain, those are very tricky kinds of labels because they suggest that the, that the food in question is whole grain, but oftentimes it's not. Another misleading uh, label would be made with whole grain. That could mean that's like, you know, a half a percent whole grain or stone ground suggests healthy whole grains. So what I recommend, a foolproof way to not be tricked is to read the label and before the name of every grain, the word whole must appear. So it should it say you're getting whole grain pita. On the label, it should say whole wheat flour. If it's a multigrain pita, it should say whole wheat flour, whole rye flour, whole oat meal or whole oat flour. You get the point. That word whole has to be listed in the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Now, most people associate whole grains with whole wheat bread, brown rice, instant brown rice, and whole wheat pasta, but whole grains are a lot more than just these, right? Yes, and fortunately, a great variety of whole grains is now getting more and more available in supermarkets because they're being much better distributed. And also, because of the growing number of people who have to follow gluten-free diets, we're finding many of the gluten-free grains in supermarkets as well, which would include brown rice, buckwheat, millet, and quinoa. Quinoa is probably one of my all-time favorite quick-cooking whole grains. It takes about 12 minutes to cook. It's a complete protein. It has all the essential amino acids, and it comes from the Andes, and it's very, very flexible so that one thing that I tell people they can easily do is substitute quinoa for any of their favorite pasta or rice salad recipes. Just cook up the quinoa and substitute it. Mm. The way I like to cook quinoa, by the way, is a little bit unusual. I like to cook quinoa the way people cook pasta, in a large pot of boiling water. Uh, Then I drain it when it's done, and it's nice and fluffy that way. Unfortunately, a lot of the package directions for quinoa call for two-to-one, and Unfortunately, you end up with porridge oftentimes. <laughs> wow. So that's why some pe- I think that's why quinoa hasn't caught on as, mm-hmm. as well as it should because it's an absolutely delicious grain. When I heard about 12 minutes boil, you know, and, and, and it, the preparation is boiling, it just got me. It's just so easy to make. Yes. Now, let's talk about millet because you mentioned about that as well. What, where do we find them at our grocery stores and how should we prepare them? 
Millet is probably less common in grocery stores. Um, you'll find it sometimes in Asian markets, and certainly you find it in health food stores. Millet uh, cooking could cook up differently depending on the ratio of water to grain. If you do two to one, you'll get a fluffy couscous-like dish. And I advise people to brown the grain, to, to just brown it in a dry skillet before adding the water because it really enhances the flavor nicely. The other way to cook millet is more like three to one or four to one in maybe a nice vegetable or chicken broth, and you will get something more like a polenta or a mashed potato texture. And then you can just swirl in, say, some Parmesan cheese, and it really can be a very, very delicious side dish, more nutritious than potatoes. Mm. Now, and you're I, getting, of course, your fiber and your whole grain. Absolutely. Now, what about rice? You know, some people actually have a rice cooker and they can cook white rice in the rice cooker. Can we use the same rice cooker to cook brown rice and wild rice and things like that? The newer, I, I'm not certain about the wild rice, but the newer uh, rice cookers definitely have brown rice settings. And um, I personally don't use a rice cooker regularly, but... A colleague does and reports that brown rice is, is, is beautiful in the rice cooker. Good to know. Now, another question I always wonder, does the instant version, like the instant oatmeal and the instant brown rice, the same as the real thing? Well, they're, they're both of them whole grains still. Uh, I'm not a big fan of instant oatmeal because I don't think it has a heck of a lot of taste or texture. Uh, and, I mean, oatmeal, regular oatmeal cooks, pretty close to instantly anyway, so I'm not really sure what the point is. Um, the instant uh, brown rice, um, I like quite well. I played around with it. It is the same. It's, it's the same nutritional value. It's just been par-cooked. Par and what I like to do with it is toast it first. And then I use a little bit less liquid than the package suggests, and it, it's very delicious. I have to say that I was quite surprised. Wow, roasted brown rice, that sounds so tasty. Yeah, takes 10 minutes. The other thing um, that people can keep in mind is that whole grains, once cooked, freeze very well. Well, I keep also the raw ones in my freezer or refrigerator because you want to be careful Whole grains have the germ intact, and therefore they have oil content, so they can go rancid. So you do want to keep them in the freezer or refrigerator. Now, you can cook up a big batch of brown rice from scratch and then freeze that in portions. It freezes beautifully, and then you um, can reconstitute it, I thought, in the microwave or just throw it frozen into a soup or a stew. Mm, great tips to freeze rice. Now, Lorna, tell us more about your cookbook, Whole Grains for Busy People. Well, I wrote Whole Grains for Busy People as a follow-up to Whole Grains Every Day, Every Way, which won the Beard Award, I'm very proud to say, in the Healthy, healthy Living category. But it's such a big, big, fat book and so thorough that I felt people might be a little bit intimidated by it, people who are just starting out getting into Whole Grains. And because everybody's very busy um, and everyone is wanting to eat more healthfully, I thought um, a paperback that just concentrated on the quick-cooking grains was 
was a good idea. And so that's what I did with Whole Grains for Busy People. My aim was um, to get all the recipes done on, in under 30 minutes, and many of them really take under 15. Great. For more information about Lorna Sass, you could go to her website, lornasass.com, and we'll have a link on our website. Thank you for Great. joining us, Lorna. And I have a new blog. I just want to say when people go to my website, they can then click onto my blog. I'd love to have them visit. Great. We've been talking to Lorna Sass, author of cookbook Whole Grains for Busy People. For more healthy eating tidbits and information about this show, go to hellcastle.com.